Hello, my friends. This is Pastor Joe. Sorry about today. Sorry about the the cancellation, but we just wanted to make sure that with Tropical Storm Henri that everyone would be safe. So we decided to uh, cancel church today, make sure that people are home, not out on the roads, just in case this thing moves a little bit to the east and, and hits us more directly than what it's planning. So anyway... Having said all that, I'd still like to provide you with my sermon so that we have some semblance of church today. So what I'd like to do today is talk about love. Uh, Love is such an important topic in Scripture. It's so important to God. And when we talk about love, it's really the, the undergirding gift of God that builds the support network that that is this plan of salvation for us. The Bible says in Romans 5 and verse 8 that it was due to God's love that Christ died on the cross for us. It was due to his love for us that we've been given the ability to even acknowledge Jesus as Lord. We see this in 1 John chapter 4. And loving is both a choice and a privilege. It's a choice to love someone. Some people we find unlovable. It's a choice to take the love that God has given to us and share it with that person and give love and all of its benefits to that person. And that makes it a privilege. Love has the power to change a heart, to rescue a soul. Jesus considered the act of loving others as an indicator that shows others that we belong to him. In John chapter 13 and verse 35, Jesus said, if you love one another, then everyone will know that you are my disciples. And Paul considered love greater than all spiritual gifts. In 1 Corinthians 13 and verse 2, he said, I may have the gift of inspired preaching. I may have all knowledge and understand all secrets. I may have all the faith needed to move mountains. But if I have no love, I am nothing. Uh, James assigned God's protection and eternal life to those who love the Lord. He said in James chapter 2 and verse 5, Listen, my dear friends, God chose the poor people of this world to be rich in faith and to possess the kingdom which he promised to those who love him. And finally, and this is a short list, but but Peter equated love with the ability to smooth over sinful relations. Peter said in 1 Peter 4, 8, Above everything, love one another earnestly because love covers over many sins. And so I see love as a core of our response to God and to our response to the Holy Spirit within us. Without love, we'd be very sad-looking ambassadors of God. The Bible says, Paul said, that we're ambassadors of heaven. We who are in Christ are ambassadors of heaven, taking the qualities and taking the substance of heaven, which is where we are spiritually, and applying those things here in this earth that needs Christ. So let's take a closer look at this topic of love. My first point to you today is that love follows obedience. Peter said that we have become obedient to God's truth. Now, this lesson doesn't direct us to submit our wills to God's truth. It presumes we've already done that when we called on the name of Jesus for our salvation. In fact, the tense in the Greek means having purified yourselves. This involves our voluntary obedience to God's word. And the implication is made that we have allowed the Holy Spirit access to and control of our hearts and decided to follow Jesus. 
And the result of doing that is God's purity that is shared with the human heart. Purity in the life of a believer is actually a sign of sonship or daughtership. In 2 Corinthians 6 and verse 6, Paul said, By our purity, knowledge, patience, and kindness, we have shown ourselves to be God's servants. Now, if we go way back in the Old Testament to 1 Samuel, to the first king, King Saul, he found out the hard way that obedience was the beginning of a fruitful relationship with God. And, and if you want to read uh, chapter 15, you'll get an idea of what we're talking about. He was sent into uh, uh, an, an enemy's land. He was told to, to conquer that land and to conquer it completely. And he brought back the finest of their animals for sacrifice to God. And he ended up not obeying God's command. And he was given a consequence for that. Now, sometimes we substitute a pure life with good deeds. Because if we do things for Christians that we're supposed to do, maybe we'll be viewed well by God. Well, good deeds don't bring about righteousness apart from a faith in Christ. Good deeds don't purify a person. Only the work of Jesus on the cross can do that. So my second point for you today is that true love is sincere. And notice that word true. True love is sincere. There are as many definitions of love as there are those defining it. I've heard all sorts of definitions over the years of what love is. I grew up with a definition of love that's very different than God's definition. And so often the way that we love others is the result of our own experiences and understandings. And I got to tell you, it breaks my heart when I speak with people who state that they could not love God because someone in his name hurt them when they were younger. I worked with a woman like this. I've mentioned her before, my spiritual nemesis when I worked for the state in Massachusetts. And she told me at the beginning of what was a rough relationship with her that someone in God's name hurt her when she was young and so she could never love God. Now, some believe that love is conditional and should only be given when their expectations are met. And if this was how God viewed love, then none of us would have the ability to be saved because of our total inability to meet his standards. And God's love is so different from the types of love that sinful people develop. And I, and I know I put a little emphasis on the word of sinful, but, but I mean that, that people outside of Christ. You know, I had a definition of love that was very different than God's definition before I came to Christ on 12, 1290. So sincere love, what we're talking about now, looks past the circumstances. It looks past the outward appearance and it seeks to minister to the heart. Sincere love is given regardless of who the person is and, and where the person comes from. And sincere love is given regardless of what that person feels about you or me. We don't love people because they love us. We love people because God loves them. And God gives us this overflowing love that we give to other people. And this was certainly the case with God's love towards us. Jesus went to the cross when we were still actively in sin against him, if you will, Romans 5, 8. While we were separated from God, living a sinful life. And, and this goes all through the generations now. Jesus went to the cross to save sinners, you and me. Godly love is described in 1 Corinthians 13, verses 1 through 8. And I'm just going to just very quickly go through this. This is an important section of scripture. 1 Corinthians 13 is, is the, love, the love chapter, it's called. It's, it's referred to by some. So sincere love, God's love, his definition is, first of all, in verse 4, it's patient and kind. 
it's not jealous, conceited, or proud. That is, it, it, it doesn't seek to build up the one loving, but the one being loved. In verse 5, we see it's not concerned with wrongdoing, as though that love would be withdrawn if certain standards were not met. In verse 6, we see it's not happy with evil, but with the truth. In verse 7, we see it's able to bear the problems and sins of this life and able to sustain with faith, hope, and patience as it's God that gives this love through us. And in verse 8, we see it's never-ending, or more literally, it holds its place. So with obedience to God's word and sincerity of our love for others, understood as part of our walk with Jesus, there's an exhortation now given to God's children. Love other people. All right, my last point for you today is godly love comes from a changed heart. Notice that loving others is listed after having God's grace in our lives. We see this in in 1 Peter. After we have heard the gentle call in our hearts from the Holy Spirit, after we have called on the name of Jesus for salvation, after we've received Jesus' righteousness and cleansing, then we're called to exercise God's love for one another, those in our churches and those out in the community, outside of the church. We're called to love one another within the body of Christ with a a special fervor that seeks to share burdens and strengthen faith. And we're also called to love those who have yet to receive Jesus with the hope and prayer that they would also hear that call to salvation. This love is given with all of our hearts, or or literally in the Greek, from the heart. It is the heart where the Holy Spirit dwells, and from the heart that his grace and mercy flow. That heart is the, the spiritual part of each believer where the blessings of heaven are deposited. And so from the heart that God's love is shared with those around us. All right, let's conclude. To show love is to show God. That's what 1 John 4, 16 says. To show love is to show God. We're able to be saved from sin and the consequence of eternal separation from God only because of his love for us. And this same love changes the human heart and it it quickens that, that, that King James old word. It quickens or makes alive that spirit to life in Christ. We have the keys to heaven in our hearts and they're given to us by the love of God. And we now have the opportunity each day to exercise that love that the Holy Spirit puts in our hearts and touch others for Christ. We're talking about a kind word, a gracious deed. These are ways of demonstrating our understanding of God's love for us. And we're called to do this, again, I used the word fervor earlier, in earnest, eagerly, warmly, with real desire. And so I encourage you and I need you to encourage me to love as God loves, with his mind, with his heart, for his glory and the salvation of many who still need to know Jesus as Lord and Savior. Well, there you have it. There's a, a short, unfortunately short, uh, sermon on, on being loving, on having God's love and knowing what to do with it. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, for the love that you've given us, this love that comes from no other source other than you, this love that brought Jesus to the cross, this love that extends now, through that act of sacrifice into our hearts now where the Holy Spirit dwells and through this life into eternity. And so, Lord, teach us how to love. Help us love others the way that you love us. 
so that we can plant those seeds of faith and those seeds of love in the hearts of those who still need to know you. And we ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, stay safe, stay home. For many of us, the storm is, is, is going to be a little lighter than the folks down at the bottom of New England, but still, still stay safe, and uh, we will see each other soon. God bless you. Bye-bye.